This is episode 561 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, The Two Keys to Preparedness. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the HydroBlue VersaFlow water filter. Now most people use the VersaFlow as a personal water filter for their bug out bags, for hiking, for camping, those types of things. But if you have a family and you are looking for a water filter to meet your family's demands, then the VersaFlow can do that as well. Now, I created a video to show you how to do this. I also created a free tutorial. So if you would like to watch the video, get the free PDF tutorial, and a code for 20% off of the VersaFlow, click the link in the show notes or visit PrepperWebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow. Hey guys, I don't make you put in an email or anything like that to get the free tutorial or the free video or the free PDF. It's just there. You can go check it out. And so it just makes a lot of sense. So I hope you, if you haven't done that, I hope you get to do that. And then also I realized that I haven't talked about just how to use the VersaFlow and all the features of it. So I'm going to link to a video in the show notes that you can go and check out. My audio quality, I realized that it wasn't as high as it should have been for whatever reason. I, I didn't, uh, when I exported or when I produced the video, I didn't bump up the video or the audio enough. So you have to really pay attention to listen to it. You can't listen to it with a bunch of noise in the in the room or maybe put some headphones on. But I walk you through how to use DiversaFlow for your own personal needs. And so again, if you haven't seen that video, uh, I've linked to it in the show notes so you can go check that one out. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from timgamble.com. Uh, Tim is a friend in the preparedness community, and he provides a lot of great just nuggets of wisdom. And in this article, he's provided the two keys, or he's written, the headline is, the two keys to preparedness. And if you really want to boil things down, it, I mean, these are two keys that if you can get these and you can start really moving from here, that's a good foundation. And it's a little bit more philosophical here. We're not really uh, talking specifically about you know food or water or gear or anything like that, but these are very important. And so as you're listening to these two keys, maybe you should ask yourself, am I applying these things well enough in my preparedness? So let's go ahead and jump in. Again, the two keys to preparedness coming to us from timgamble.com. There are a lot of different aspects to preparedness. Food, water, shelter, first aid and medical, sanitation and hygiene, and guns and ammo, just to name a few. But in my opinion, there are two keys to preparedness upon which everything else depends. The two keys to preparedness are awareness and self-reliance. The first key is awareness because without awareness, you will never even begin to prepare. Let's face it, most people just go about living their lives as if nothing bad will ever happen. They simply don't want to think about it. It's too depressing or too scary, 
or don't want to confront unpleasant possibilities like it's too hard. If they had a motto, it would be ignorance is bliss. They just want to go through life playing doodle jump on their iPhone until something bad happens that they're not prepared for and they are all left wondering when the government help will get there. I'm not going to assume, since you are reading this article or listening to this article, that you are at least somewhat aware, putting you ahead of 80% of your fellow citizens. But you may know others who aren't awake. You may have even tried to talk to them and wake them up. Most likely you failed. They simply don't want to hear it. But don't give up. There is still hope. Here are some tips for talking to them about preparedness without upsetting them or turning them off to the subject. So here's what not to do. Avoid too much doom and gloom. Avoid jargon or acronyms and military talk like OPSEC, right? Avoid politics as much as possible. Put away the tinfoil hat and don't nag. A lot of great what not to do there, guys. Um, That's the type of stuff that really turns people off. And they just start to, once you start going down that road, Uh, You know, it just, they tune you out. And the whole idea is you want them to listen. You want them to wake up. So he gives five things that you can do. So here's what to do. Adopt a conversational tone. Emphasize building security and safety. Use personal experience and real life events. Remain calm and use humor. And still having trouble getting a spouse or a friend to wake up? to the potential dangers all around us and the need to prepare for those dangers, Survivor Jane has written a wonderful book that explains things in a non-threatening, non-aggressive, non-paranoid, non-technical, and non-intimidating way. And the name of the book is What Could Possibly Go Wrong? How to Go From Completely Clueless to Totally Prepared. And guys, I, I know Survivor Jane, and I remember early on in preparedness, you know, being on Twitter and, you know, there was a, a hashtag called Prepper Talk. And we, you know, it's still around. People still use that hashtag. But I remember, you know, being involved with her early on. And I don't remember this book. And this book, so I clicked on it and it came out in 2015. And in the very, you know, when you look at the introduction to it, She's mentioning, you know, I went out with my sisters and we were shopping and shopping and more shopping. And I didn't realize how clueless they were to the things going on around them in the world and how fragile they were, you know, to, to that extent. And so it had some good reviews on Amazon. So if that's something that might be of interest to you, that might give you some easy ways to to talk to your family members, maybe your your spouse or maybe if you if you're you prepared, maybe you have a sister or, you know, whatever, maybe a parent that you want to be able to talk to. It's a way to easily bring this about. She's been in the preparedness community for a long time. So this is something that would be very helpful. Now, all these things that Tim mentioned, like adopt a conversational tone, emphasize building security and safety, use personal experience and real life events, remaining calm and using humor, all those things are very helpful. Now, I like to talk about preparedness. If I was like broaching the subject with someone who just was completely unaware of preparedness and and my, you know, my experience in preparedness, I would I would try to bring up things like Hurricane Harvey, right? So everybody in my area is very familiar with that. Those of you that live up north, you can talk about being prepared for a blizzard. Those of you that live in Tornado Alley, you can talk about, you know, being prepared for a tornado and what you you would do in the aftermath, right? So it's not only, 
being able to get to a shelter. But if the tornado comes through, you know, the neighborhood or comes through the city and it destroys power lines and things like that, you could be out of power for a while. Right. And so you can talk about how you would go about, you know, taking care of your family if that was the case. Every region has their things, whether it's, like I said, hurricane, tornado, blizzards, fires, you know, like in California. Then you got the mudslides and you have all those things. You can really talk about something that people are a little bit more familiar with because they are there in that region and they they understand that. And you can talk talk about preparedness from a very practical way. You can talk about, hey, I want to live healthy. And so I'm trying to eat healthy. And so I'm wanting to garden so that I can do it for this purpose, right? So there might be a lot of reasons why you garden. And part of it might be just for the experience and, and all of that kind of stuff. But you can talk a little bit about, I, I want to garden because I want to eat better. You can talk about, I want to garden because I want to save money on vegetables. Vegetables, you know, can get very expensive. Sometimes tomatoes, you go to the grocery store and they're, you know, the good ones, the organic ones, uh, you know, are very expensive. And you're like, you know, I want to, uh, I want to grow my own tomatoes so that I can, you know, make my own tomato sauce and I can make my own spaghetti sauce, right? Or marinara sauce or whatever. And, and uh, so it's not as expensive and they just taste so much better, right? I mean, if you grow tomatoes and then give one to someone and say, hey, look, taste this tomato. I grew it myself. Taste this tomato compared to something that you might buy at the store, right? And then let them, you know, that opens up their eyes and, and you know, like, wow, that tomato was really great. And then you could start in by saying, you know, it's not really that hard to grow tomatoes and maybe even bring them over a tomato plant, you know, in a five gallon bucket and, and let them go from there and get the bug. A lot of the times, man, you get the bug when you start growing and you start seeing vegetables, right? So that's one one route into preparedness. Uh, talking about security and safety, like Tim was talking about here, that's important. Every parent wants their kid to be safe, right? And if things are going, if you're in a neighborhood or you are in a community where uh, there are things going on, you know, and, and you hear about robberies and you hear about this and, and bad things are going on, well, then that's easily uh, spoken to. You can easily, you know, talk about that. You know, hey, I, I have added for whatever, like I've added the ring doorbell to my uh, to my front door to just, you know, protect, uh, you know, to, or to be able to know who's coming up to my front door, right? And it records everyone who comes up to the door. And you can start that that kind of conversation. Now, if you do have, for instance, you have the ring doorbell and you have your sound on on your phone, it will make a sound like a little jing, jingling sound. And it's very noticeable. So other people who have the ring doorbell know exactly what it is, right? So my sister-in-law, it's funny when she comes over, she has a ring doorbell too. So uh, when when our phones go off, it's like, is that your phone or is that my phone? There's uh, a woman at work who has one. And so when it goes off, I'm like, you know, is that your phone or is that my phone? And so we start talking about that. And to be honest, that conversation has come up at, you know, at, at the office, you know, where the, the ring doorbell goes off and we're like, yeah, you know, this one time there was a little kid that had gone over to her front door and she was having a conversation with this little kid is like, hey, you know, you should be at home. You should not be in my front yard. Uh, you know, where is your mommy? Where's your daddy? Those types of things. And that started a conversation about the benefits of, you know, the ring doorbell and home security and things like that. 
And so there's always a way to start talking about it. We don't uh, immediately start going into the prepper doomsday scenarios, right? It's like, hey, the EMPs, hey, what are you going to do if an EMP hits tomorrow, right? That's not really the, the way to start off a conversation. Uh, what are you going to do if The Walking Dead was, you know, really in real life? You know, what, what would you do? That's really not the conversations that you want to have. You know, you, you want to ease people into it. And people that are smart, people that are going to look into it, people that are going to problem solve and think critically, they are going to make the jumps. They will make the jumps from, okay, this to this to this. And then they start to see, you know, when you come to the realization of how fragile our world is on your own, it's a little bit scarier and it propels you a little bit faster into getting prepared. And so that's really where you want people to go, right? You want them to, and, and not out of fear, and I've talked about that here recently, but you want them to be able to make that jump. You know what? Being prepared makes sense. It's common sense. You know, it, it's smart to have some preparedness items and it would just benefit our, you know, my, myself and, and my family. So uh, really that's where you want to go and that's where you want to, to take the conversation. So the next key that... Tim talks about is self-reliance. So let's go ahead and jump into that one. One of my favorite subjects, and I've written a number of articles on it, my take on self-reliance boils down to these points. Assume responsibility for your own life. Take the blame for your own life. Be informed. Know where you're going. Make your own decisions. Learn skills and gain experience. See my article, What Exactly is Self-Reliance, for a deeper look at these seven points. Self-reliance doesn't come naturally anymore. It isn't taught in our schools, nor is it encouraged in our pop culture. In fact, the opposite is true. Personal responsibility and accountability are not politically correct virtues. And if you bring it up, you will likely be accused of being unfair at best or bigoted at worst. Self-reliance is thought of as selfish or antisocial by many folks today and even is mistrusted by government authorities. They want you reliant on them, not yourself. But self-reliance is not antisocial or selfish. It does not mean shutting yourself off from your friends or community. It certainly doesn't mean heading for the hills and hiding, heavily armed, in a secret compound until after some dreaded doomsday comes to pass. If you have ever listened to a flight attendant give emergency instructions, you may have noticed that they tell parents traveling with a child to put the oxygen mask on themselves first before putting one on their child. The airline doesn't say that because they hate children. Instead, they say that because if a parent is to help their child, they must first be able to do so. A parent unconscious from the lack of oxygen will be of absolutely no help to their child. Likewise, we will be of little help to our family, friends, and neighbors if we are the ones in need of help ourselves. In fact, our own helplessness may make matters much worse for our community. Far from being selfish, being self-reliant may be one of the most generous things you can do. So here's the bottom line. If you are aware and if you have built self-reliance, then you'll most probably be okay, come what may. All right, so I like this last little piece here about the self-reliance. And I guess the thing that really speaks to me here is be responsible for your own life. There are so many people today that 
again, they go to the government and the government has done a really great job of having people rely on them and you come and we'll take care of you and we'll take care of you from, you know, from the cradle to the grave. And that's not the way, first of all, government can, cannot take care of everyone. First of all, that's just a fallacy that there's just no way of that ever happening. There's not enough to be able to do that. But the second thing is is that that's a a newer concept. You know, back in the day, people used to be responsible. Hey, you messed something up. You took care of it. If your family needed to eat, hey, man, that was on you. You needed to go out and hunt and kill, uh, you know, an animal and, and bring it home so that your family could eat. You needed to be responsible to get the crops going and you know so that they could eat and have fruits and vegetables and and healthy food to eat all year round so people had took responsibility and there's still a lot of people that do that but man there is a lot of people out there are a lot of people out there that are, are comfortable allowing the government just to give them their their meal ticket man and i guess that really that really that bugs me because i know people that are there and they're okay with that and they've taken advantage of that when there's probably times in my life and in my family's life where we could have possibly done that as well but we looked at it more as like you know what we're going to continue moving forward and doing what we need to do even if it means sacrificing even if it means we don't get to go on a vacation this year right or if it means we don't get to you know, have the the newest television of the nicest, you know, new things, you know, we were responsible to budget and we were responsible to make a plan and move forward with that plan where we saw other people not being responsible. They, they went, they did things that, you know, they spent money and then they didn't have money for the things that they needed and they relied on other people. They didn't have self-reliance. They relied on other people to help them in their, in their time of need. And, you know, and that's just never a place that that was never a thing that I was okay with. And I never wanted to be there. You know, I have no problem taking help from someone if I truly needed it, you know, but there, I would just never okay with if I could have made a difference, if I could have done something, then, you know, I wanted to be able to do that. And, and that's that taking responsibility for it. Right. The other thing that I really like here is he talks about being informed you know, you need to be aware of what's going on. I know that going to work every single day and, and, you know, you can have a rough day and you just want to completely just veg out and forget the whole world. And it's very easy to have days on top of days on top of days like that, where you're just like, man, forget it. And you get to a point where like, I just want to tune everything out and I just want to go and watch some stupid TV or I want to, you know, go veg out on video games. And those are the only important things. I mean, there's been some things that have happened around the world and things where I've talked to people and they have no clue. So you need to be informed of what's going on, right? You need to be informed of what's happening around your world because when you're informed, you can make better decisions. And so the keys here that Tim is talking about is being aware and being self-reliant. You know, for many of us, once you become aware, you know, going back to, you know, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, uh, one of the videos that I recorded, the third video in the the Prepper Purge series, somebody said, you know, I'm tired. You know, one person said, I'm just tired of, of preparing. But at the same time, 
I'm tired of preparing, but it's hard to unsee what you see, you know, and I'm paraphrasing there, but it's so true. You know, it's like you, you can continue to live this preparedness life, right? But it's very hard to walk back from the fact that our world is very, very fragile. And if things were to happen, if things were to spiral very, very quickly, that there'd be a lot of people in very bad shape and you don't want to be in that situation. So, you know, being aware and being self-reliant, two big keys to preparedness. And, you know, I know from time to time I'm, I'm hearing from, from those of you that are new to the podcast. And so, you, you know, you might be listening today and this might be your very first podcast episode that you're listening to. These two things are the most important things that you can kind of grasp, being aware of how fragile our world is. And then taking responsibility, doing something about that and mitigating, you know, the things that are out there for you and your family, because ultimately that's what it is. You want to make sure that your family is safe. Your family is taken care of in an emergency situation. It doesn't have to be the big, crazy things that we always talk about, the super volcano that ends life as we know it on the world, in the world. It can be as simple as a job loss. It could be something as as simple as a healthcare, you know, issue. And that's not simple. That's sometimes it's very devastating getting a diagnosis, right? But it can be something like that that sends the family down on the spiral. But if you're prepared and you're able to move forward with that, man, how how uh, blessed would, would your family be because you decided to prepare and there was food there or there was, you know, financially you were prepared to be able to weather that storm. And so that's what it's about. So if you're new to preparedness, you know, that's where we kind of start here. And you've started because you are becoming aware. Now you are aware you're, you're becoming informed and there is so much more that you can learn. And there are tons of resources out there. This podcast, there are many other preparedness podcasts and uh, Prepper website is one of the prepperwebsite.com is one of the websites that you can go and to get a lot of great information all at one place. Well, guys, like always, I'm going to link to this article over uh, at timgamble.com. I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can go and you can check it out for yourself. Um, like I mentioned, Tim has a couple of links in here to other articles. Um, you know, they're they're pretty quick reads. And so you can easily read them, you know, if you're standing in line or waiting at the doctor's office or whatever. And uh, so you can do some quick reading. And then also, if you're interested in that book that he mentioned by Survivor Jane, um, you can easily click to Amazon from there and go uh, and go see if that's something that you might want to uh you know, to purchase. And maybe it does give you some ideas on how to talk to family members and those people that you care about and and to talk about preparedness. So like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 561. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Don't forget, if you'd like to subscribe to the show, you can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a link in the show notes on how you can sign up for the Prepper Website Podcast and the Prepper Website email list. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.